in a sense that it has forced us to do things different and will have to do things different in the future. And in another way, there's an interruption where it's allowed us to just pause for a moment and rethink certain things because some things we're definitely going to carry on with again. There are some things that, that will go back to normal and there's other things that will not go back to normal at all. So I think there's, there's, there's a bit of both. And some of those disruptions has been very good because it's forced us to think about what it is that we should leave behind and, and maybe in the first place, place never should have done. And those disruptions are good because it makes you evaluate and rethink things that you are doing and gives you a good opportunity to get rid of things that you should have got rid of a long time ago. And from that point, a disruption is a good thing, forces you to rethink relaunch and, and approach life in a new way. I, I think of the time when the apostles got persecuted in Jerusalem. There's a disruption that took the way that they did Christianity, the, the way they did church into Asia and into all of the world. So the disruption was a good disruption and changed everything they did uh, into, a, into a different way of doing it. And an interruption is, let's think, let's pause. What are we doing? How are we going to continue to do this in a more effective way or the same way or in a better way? So I think it's a little bit of both. Some of the questions we will make personal because we love hearing from people personally. This probably is uh, maybe casting the net slightly wider because we know you are the other side for Freedom Hill and a key influencer in, in cotton more widely. Um, so you're speaking about some of the stuff that will change. Are you able to speak into a little bit into maybe what you personally think the potentially the biggest shift is during this time? What's the thing that's moving furthest that you think we need to be paying attention to us as the people of God? You know, I think one of the things that we've learned, all of us have learned, we, we've said it, uh, we believe it, but we had the opportunity to prove that the church, we are the church, the church is not a building. Mm. The way that we do church in the future, the emphasis will be much more on your personal relationship with God, hearing God, that's the, the secret and that's the the blessing and the privilege of Christianity, isn't it? That we all can have a personal relationship with God. You don't have to work through your pastor, through the church, or through an organization. It's a first-hand relationship that each of us can enjoy with Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, and with Father. Mm. That's a big deal thing. I think people have sensed that in this time of lockdown and isolation, that is the thing that stood out the most for most people. I can have that. I can hear from God because there's nobody I can go to, and I'm not allowed to see anybody. And that kind of thing, you know, that disruption was, uh, was a good interruption for people to think about, so to go back into their walk with God in a much more personal context. Mm -hmm. I think we'll put much more emphasis, secondly, on what it means to be part of community. People that were part of community before this lockdown, people that could phone, WhatsApp, and communicate with, people that disregarded the importance of community felt lonely, isolated, rejected, and insecure and full of fear. I think that was an important facet. The third thing that is important is people realize church is not just not between four walls. Church is also where I'm at. Part of the thing that's people realizing church for me is I am the church and wherever I have a platform, wherever I work, whatever I'm qualified to do, that is God's assignment to me. And so I'm not going back to church just to sing a song, hear a sermon, and call that church. I am the church. I go for a celebration. Go to a celebration in the future because nothing beats, or, or let me not say nothing beats, but we sense the importance and understand the importance of corporate worship. Yeah. But then I go back 
to be the church wherever God has given me a platform of influence. And how have you experienced that at Victory Jeffreys Bay? Have you seen people have struggled with that idea of making it a more personal uh, relationship with God, being the church outside of the community? Have people picked up on that idea really quickly? What has your experience been through this? You know, of course, yeah. And I think, again, you find a diverse expression of people. You know, it's interesting. You're always surprised as to who responds or reacts which way. Yes. People that you thought would have understood this, they are hit the hardest because it's a mindset that they have, not a heart conviction. Mm. I think from young to old, there were people responding and saying, you know, one of the first things one of our young guys said to us, the God said to me, so what is your excuse on reading the Bible and spending time with me now? <laughs> and he realized, he quickly came into it. And I have an opportunity to read my Bible now, find out what God's saying to me and apply that. And then there are uh, other mature people that have walked with God for years and say, well, I've always said this. It doesn't matter whether you are amongst people or what happens or doesn't happen. We have a personal relationship with God. So we've had a diverse response from people. Some people fell into phenomenal fear. They thought it was the end of the world. And it was interesting to me to see how Satan played that mind game and played that card of fear and anxiety on people's lives so radically. And then at the same time, it gave people an opportunity to assess their spiritual lives. You know, we are supposed to be people of faith. We are supposed to be, a, that's why we call ourselves believers, not doubters, skepticisms, skeptics, and uh, unbelievers. You know, we are believers. And when you hit moments or situations like this, it's a wonderful opportunity for us not to condemn ourselves or to be judgmental, but to do, to assess ourselves and say, am I off the faith? You know, am I really walking in a place where what we declare, proclaim and say about ourselves is evident in our everyday life that we trust God, that we put, you know, faith is, is not just something, faith is towards God and in God. So our faith is not in a promise. It's not towards organization. It's not, in a result, faith is in and towards God and his character, his nature, and his ability. And when your faith is well established in and towards God, not in a promise or towards an end result or organization, you walk with a sense of confidence and security. Mm. When your faith is in a person, when your faith is in an organization, in a program, or even in, in some form of an outcome, you're going to get disappointed and discouraged. And some people, I think, face that reality over this time and had to realign their faith and work out what faith is for them in a true sense of the word. Amazing. Yeah, this has been quite a, quite a time for, for a lot of us. What do you feel for, for you as the Freedom Hill cluster and as Victory Jeffreys Bay? Is God saying in, in this moment, does he have an overarching message that he's speaking? Are, are there more specific nuanced things he's saying? You know, I think when, we, when it comes to uh, us belonging to bigger families, church groups or families, it's normally based on a, on a, on a common vision, a common set of values, uh, a kingdom culture that we experience in our midst that, that kind of connect hearts uh, that causes us to walk together. You know, we, we believe in, uh, in, in the kingdom of God, uh, the coming of the kingdom, the expression of the kingdom. We uh, feel strong about being a sent people, the Bible speaks about an apostolic people, which simply just means people being sent and not just people gathering people and being a, a hospital for the hurting and the, uh, and the struggling, but that we are people who equip people and send people. That's why we speak about being apostolic. We, we say to people, once you've got to know Jesus, you've become part of a community. 
then go out there wherever uh, God sends you to be relevant and effective in and amongst advancing the kingdom. And then uh, lastly, we, we stand very strong in and around relationship. God is a father. Before he's anything else, he's a father. He's the, obviously the creator of the universe, but Jesus speaks to God as his father. Of all the names he could call him, he called him father. Mm. And, uh, and so we stand strong and feel strong in and around family. As the family goes, so goes the nation. You can't export what you haven't grown at home. So those are values that brings us as a group of churches together. But at the end of the day, I say to the guys, I can't sit in Jeffrey's Bay and tell you guys what to do in fishing. I can't sit in Jeffrey's Bay and tell the guys in Canada what to do or the guys in Holland that relate to us. We relate on that basis that I've just explained. But here's the secret of the whole thing and, or, or the crux of the matter is that when you call, you know that you called. And it's a good time for people to work out, are they called? Or are they just in some form of a, you know, ministry thing that they're doing? Or I said to some of the young guys, this is the moment in time that you need to secure and make, make sure that when you say God called me, that you've heard the call, that you secure the call, and that you are responding to the call because he who called you is faithful to finish the work he started in you. That's the first thing. Second thing is, every one of us, especially if you're a leader, and I'm talking now church context, it doesn't matter where, whether you're in business Whatever it is that you're doing, if you're a leader, you need to make sure that your vision is clear and that you're fully persuaded about what it is that you're doing and that you're passionate about what you're doing. Because testing times, hard times, difficult times will surely come. But when God has called you and you've heard what God's vision is or God's mandate for you, again, God will provide for what he calls you for. God will sustain, God will empower you. So it's important that you know what God, that not just that God has called you, but what God has called you for. What is the family? What is the kingdom expression that you are supposed? What is the footprint, the mandate that God has given you as a church and as a leadership to express so that you don't sit around competing and comparing because we know now more than ever before, church is much more than a sermon, a sing song and a get along. It's about us representing Jesus values, principles, and that works through in my own life, my marriage, my family, where I work, and the way that we do church. You know? So I say to the guys, what COVID has also helped us to establish more than ever before is that we put far too much emphasis on the gathering, the one-off gathering, the, the event kind of a thing. We want to have great worship and have placed, we have our first combined meeting again this coming Sunday. And man, I look forward. I can't wait to see everybody. I can't wait for the fellowship. I can't wait to see some old faces again. I can't wait for that corporate anointing. But we, the emphasis is not to be on the event. The emphasis is on our personal walk with God, us discipling people so that they are equipped and empowered to do kingdom life from individual to a family to wherever God's called them. And that's my message to people say, you know, for churches, for leaders, it's now more than ever, you need to know that you're called. You need to know that God has given you an assignment and a mandate to encourage and empower his people so that they can be a kingdom people wherever God's called them in society and in the mountains of the kingdom. Thank you everyone for listening to our episode. Please join us again throughout the week as we continue this conversation of what's next for the church. Like, share and subscribe this podcast and tell all your friends. Love you, bye. Bye.